that quote? Yes. <laughs> that would be the one. <laughs> <laughs> so happy. I'm so I'm so glad you've acquired this new skill. <laughs> <laughs> A little too much laughing, Mueller. Fools! Hey, welcome to the Alex and Mueller's Fundum Wincast. I'm your co-host, Brendan, and joining me is my co-host, Warren. I'm ready. Hey, I am too. So... Episode two, the Gundam Death Scythe. Um, if you're joining us for the first time, probably not the best idea. Uh, go back and listen to episode one, and at the, at the very least, and you know, episode zero might be a good idea as well. But um, assuming <laughs> you all did that, um, we are on to episode two of this fantastic series, Gundam Wing. Yes. Um, Although, to be fair, if uh, you are just joining us now, you're two episodes closer to the end, so that might be a good thing. (laughs) Very fair point. Um, So, um, episode two, we... um, So much to talk about with this episode. I have about 50 lines of notes. I I think there's a lot of notes Episode one, I had like 30, so... Yeah. (laughs) There's um there's a lot to get into, but we'll try not to get into I guess. Well, I'll just thirty uh, minutes of talking about the intro at least. <laughs> I'll just start it off by diving right into the intro as we usually do. <laughs> it's off to a good start, um, but just like I, how awesome that uh, that quote that I feel like I've heard a lot of that narrator being like with high expectations, humans leave Earth, like. I I don't know what's funny about that, but it is pretty funny. Do you do you agree with that? Is a high expectations, like I hope they would not... going into space. <laughs> it's like with with low expectations and just kind of you know happy if they survive. Humans leave Earth. <laughs> like what? I mean, it was like a pretty like meh endeavor. Like you know, uh, space. <laughs> yeah, no big no biggie. Maybe we'll find some stuff. Maybe we'll you know. I don't know. It's like it is I picture it is. like some nerdy some nerdy guy like sitting in the passenger seat of the first colony ship like oh boy oh boy I am so excited I'm so pumped for this we're gonna colonize outer space. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, we can't we can't get into the skin. <laughs> we need to. All right, all right we need to get into episode two, um, episode two proper. Um, so um, the episode begins with. Uh, a fencing duel between Hero and um, some blonde dude. Um, uh, this classmate of Relina's is a little upset that Hero, as we mentioned in great length last episode, uh, teared Relina's <laughs> invitation to her birthday party in half. So you know he's trying to teach Hero a hero lesson, um, but. Little does he know, Hero is a fencing master and manages to nearly impale him in the face with a broken uh, fencing sword or rapier, I guess. Right. Foil. Right. <laughs> is that a thing? Epe, I think maybe. Um, I did have some friends who did uh, fencing in in college, but anyway, yeah, he he managed. But remember, before he breaks it, he hits the other sword like point to point. It's just uh, 
pretty uh pretty precise <laughs> about about as unlikely i would say as a gundam a passenger shuttle and a planetary defense vehicle <laughs> meeting in the vastness of space <laughs> literally defying the odds <laughs> yeah so I-, I got a question for you here um do you think he like intentionally stopped short with the sword from like impaling the dude's face or that he that was just as far as he got and he was thrusting with all his might i think i think he intentionally stopped short um despite him being a psychopath um i think he's a psychopath within limits i guess (laughs) and you know if he actually did kill that guy it would you know prevent him from trying to commit suicide later in the episode (laughs) again (laughs) To prevent some obstacles to the mission. Although, yes. Now I'm just, I I don't want to like get too off topic, but now that I'm kind of thinking about it, like, why does he have to be at this school anyway? (laughs) Like, couldn't he just be hanging out in the woods somewhere? (laughs) I I don't know why I never thought of that. (laughs) Like, throughout this entire series. Uh, But... That's a, that is a very good question. He is the only one of the five Gundam pilots who decided to masquerade as a student. Um, and I guess you yeah, could say I, I don't know. It's to get close to Relina, but the no no good That's answer a, there. I mean, he could have just been hiding in the woods and doing all his little like computer hacking and self detonating and whatever else he needed to do without like this prolonged, you know, <laughs> school student. As we'll see, um, not just fencing, but various school activities that he participates in. <laughs> yes, yes, but yeah, we got we got to wait a little bit for that though. That's such a um, because because the next scene it it cut after cut to a scene of the um, the underwater retrieval operations, and I had many questions about this scene. Um, it it starts out with a like aircraft carrier looking ship. Yeah. Um, and there's like a big bulldozer pushing a, <laughs> it just shoves it. Uh, it looks yeah, yeah, like shoving a, um, I guess it's not a Pisces or a cancer as we learn later, but shoving some kind of aquatic mobile suit into the ocean. And right. the, uh, the captain of that ship, um, who's oh one of like, the, you know, Alliance dudes, um, says, what's taking so long? We're having trouble discharging the mobile suits as the carrier isn't equipped for them. Don't stop until all the mobile suits are deployed. Captain, I have Lieutenant Zex from Specials on the line. <laughs> it's, it's an aircraft carrier, and these are water, like, aquatic mobile suits. <laughs> what would be equipped to dispatch those? <laughs> well, I, I that, mean... That just, like, blew my mind. I just did not understand I, well, what, what was We're what not gonna going to go too deep operation. into the nerddom. Maybe someone will uh, write us at our new Gmail account um, <laughs> that, like, well, actually, mobile suits were brand new at this time, so, like, the Alliance was quickly retooling to have vessels appropriate for carrying them or something, you know. It, but <laughs> I, to be fair, it does kind of explain why there's, like, you can see, like, the edge of a bulldozer just basically shoving it <laughs> off the side. <laughs> they did the best they could. So this was another example of a great um, side character and side character great. voice, or yes. supporting character voice, I guess. But another guy, not quite to the general septum level of 
um yeah yelling at all times but uh yeah he's he's you can you can always tell they're they're uh not long for this world when their uh character design looks like it was put together in about five minutes and <laughs> they're given a voice that is um i guess a bit unconventional yeah well particularly i feel if they're bulls then <laughs> you know they're not long for this world and uh yeah he's not full-on septum but i would certainly say he's of the septum school of military <laughs> command sort of a septum light <laughs> He's definitely a nice little treat for his one episode appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so Warren, let me know if the, the conversation that happened between uh, this guy, I don't know his name, something, and uh, Zex, did you have any idea what was going on? I, I I watched it, then I tried taking notes, then I rewound it, then I watched it again, and I still have no idea what kind of like double crossings, subterfuge... Like yeah, they're not. What was happening? I I cannot wrap my head around it. Well, there's obviously some animosity, and I'm wondering if, like, Oz is supposed to be secret, but maybe, like, maybe Oz or the people who are will become Oz are sort of their own group within the alliance, and there's some animosity there, uh, between. I mean, it's just like when uh, with with our friend Septum in the previous episode, getting pissed off at Trey's, um, yeah. And then this guy says something like, "Oh, I'm not going to take orders from Trey's lapdog or something like that." So, yeah, I guess there's just yeah, like and- some some bad blood between the like regular alliance, quote unquote, and the Oz people. Yeah, I think I think my question too is just more fundamentally. Like it sounds like they're trying to make some like do some tricky maneuvering by saying their submarine needs to be repaired and like just just exactly what how they were pulling like the wool over the other people's eyes. Right. I just didn't. Um, I just didn't follow, but that's okay because <laughs> as we find out that uh, that character does not. Um, that whole uh, story thread um, does not... It's pretty um, short. <laughs> does not go very far. It's short-lived, literally. <laughs> um, I, I guess he was trying to play... I don't, we're going to this tangent again, but I guess Zex was just trying to toy with his ego. Like, oh, I need help. So maybe that would like... Anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, unless you have anything else to say about this scene, you know, they kind of are... Uh, Zex and his crew are kind of, you know wheedling their way into getting involved with the recovery operation for the um, the Gundam. And uh, then we transition back to the school for uh, an amazing little scene there. Oh, yeah. We see um, Hero and his riding skills and right. riding that horse like there's no tomorrow <laughs> to the great a- admiration and adoration of yes. a lot of the other students there. Well, particularly that one, you know, uh, friend of Relina, who, <laughs> if she's lucky, maybe has a couple more episodes of airtime, <laughs> but still not enough to warrant a name, just like the, uh, just like the blonde boy that Hero fenced. 
these characters are, I mean, to give them props, they are going to be there for a couple episodes, but um, it's kind of funny that they show particularly her and not Relina just being like, wow, you know, like really reacting <laughs> pretty excitedly to that like badass freeze frame horse jump of hero <laughs> flying like 20 feet in the air. Like, flying high enough so that the angle that she is looking up at him is actually, like, blocking out the sun. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, man. Oof. And also, speaking of 20 feet in the air, um, after that montage, um, we see a shot of the horse just, like, eating some grass um, next to the building. And then it, like, pans up about three stories to an open window, which it ends up, like, you know, the scene ends up switching to inside that room, showing Hero, like, hacking some yes. computer systems and stuff. But are they trying to imply that Hero just, like, got off the horse and scaled, like, a like scaled the three-story wall into that window? Or other than just, like, breaking into the building and, like, I don't know, walking up the stairs. Because <laughs> I, the I, horse I have to be there. That wall is yeah. very flat. <laughs> if he was just sneaking around, like, maybe he could have uh, left um, the horse just in the stable. But then again, maybe that uh, shot that we thought was just a gratuitous horse jump shot was actually to mm. establish mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, Hero has the ability to jump quite high on his horse, and that's how he got to the third floor window. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think you might be onto something because there's no way you just climb that wall. It was it was flat That's, as yeah. It, there's no yeah. little like yeah. There's no little tied together like sheets or any little evidence of like a rope. I'm telling you, I think he jumped the horse. The, and th that's what's great about this podcast, Brennan, is that like just by digging into these ridiculous details, I'm telling you, there was it's this, this show is more brilliant than we could have ever known. No, it definitely is. Uh, <laughs> speak of brilliant. Um, so Hero's hacking hacking the computer system to identify where there's some missiles to destroy something or another. Um, yeah. And he also, in the process, uh, shows us his one-handed hacking skills as he's lounging, lounging back in that chair and wiping out his entrance boarding and bursary fees or yeah. funds all in all in one go. <laughs> so i guess yeah again to your point why does he decide to go to this expensive school to begin with as a <laughs> cover but um could have just gone to public school yeah. yeah i guess he just wanted to ride a horse i mean he seemed to be enjoying that horse it's not like he did yeah, yeah. perhaps and uh yeah and how I do mean... you how do you learn how to ride a horse in space <laughs> well i guess i mean do they have horses in space that seems like a waste of resources <laughs> Well, I guess the other theory is just that they're naturally, these kids are just so brilliant. I mean, as we'll see, they all are pretty exceptional and athletic at various times. So, I mean, if he just like picked it up that quickly, I don't know. We get to a montage of Hero breaking into a military base. And at the same time, we get, I believe, is this an introduction to the chauffeur or do we see him in the episode uh, prior prior yeah. to this, uh, no, this is when we first see him. You know, rely, riding along in that garish pink limo, um, and with his mustache, he's just like, "Oh, 
Oh, you're reading some fantasy novel, really? No. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> and he's 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 one of my one of my favorite side characters, if anything, just for the design of his mustache yeah. and and face. no visible eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Indeed. Yes. So, um, I, I I did. There is a thing I wanted to call to your attention here, and I actually I didn't mm-hmm. even think I would have to, given your, um, you know noticing of the multiple sex marquees grunts when he bails out of the leo but <laughs> of hero kind of like dismounting from the bottom of that truck it is quite similar in <laughs> I, in terms of like uh type of sound and the number of sounds of grunts <laughs> necessary in that action um yeah so okay we we see the butler and now he's on the um he's up to his scheming um and at this point he's on the base right position back to no, 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 not yet. he's not on the base yet um mm. but we do we do cut to um to zex and his subordinate one of his subordinates um oh. they're in the middle of that salvage operation um yeah that's right at, at so at, at which point um <clears throat> Zex comments, I guess, as a word of warning to to other guys <laughs> who's going to go out in like a Pisces or Cancer or one of the new, yeah. one of those two. Um, he says, "Lieutenant, let me handle this one." Are you sure this isn't like being in outer space? You know. It's... To which I thought, like, isn't it kind of though? Like, don't they? <laughs> right, it's water. <laughs> don't don't they like three dimensional underwater? Yes. Like, doesn't NASA train underwater a lot of times in, to right. like, simulate space? Yeah, uh, so he, maybe Zex should have been like, you should be careful, because while this is similar to outer space, it's not quite the same. <laughs> Would that have made you happy, Brendan? <laughs> <laughs> I demand realism in my Gundam world. <laughs> uh, but, um, so, so they're starting the salvage uh, operation. T- uh, they find, I think at this point, they find uh, uh, Heroes Gundam. Um, remarking that it's like hasn't been tu- it's uh, there's no scratches on it, and then we see some explosions, and that's when the titular uh, death scythe makes its appearance, and right. starts slicing and dicing. Yes, he does. Um, yeah, I mean, I would definitely uh, if you're not going to include at least that like similar to space, just any one of the quotes of that subordinate voice, <laughs> you know, just hear that sweet voice one last time. Uh, in this episode, because um, <laughs> we did, I, I'm pretty sure it's the same subordinate or same voice of "That's a bold statement, sir." So I feel like we should do him some justice and play another quote for him. He's he's a he's a good one. I want to take this to a, a new segment that I like to call um, "Is this Catra or is it a subordinate?" <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was waiting for that. Okay, so was that catcher yeah. or was that was that a subordinate? <laughs> yeah, this would be a great uh, some sort of like quiz show. <laughs> like, um, yeah, throughout the series, I, I, I mean, I feel like there was even like, even in the first step, even in the first watching the first episode, even though it had been years, I feel like I recognized like Troa's voice or someone as like a random soldier. <laughs> I know or, like, there's definitely like, like a duo imposter at one point as well. 
Yeah, yeah, that right. Yes. And sometimes you can tell they're like trying to sound different, but you can still sort of just hear that voice. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um <laughs> uh so oh also I'll point um, out, oh, I oh, almost oh. completely oh. forgot this was a thing. So it was yeah. I was kind of taking it back and I was like, "Oh, that's that's pretty cool." When um Duo shot off his shield, um and like launched his shield as like a little like projectile drill thing. Mhm. Um, yeah, I just kind of f- forgot that was even a an option for his uh, death scythe. So I thought that was that was a nice touch, being the one yeah. projectile that he has, which is a little short sighted, I would say. <laughs> but, yeah, it's not on a tether or anything. So you know, I would think you know if he were to use that, if it was like a fighting game, like Street Fighter, it would be like one of the like Vega's claws, I think, back in like Street Fighter Two, where like. If you dropped it, you had to make a point of going to retrieve it. Um, that seems like it could be a potential risk. Like, just shoot that off at something and it misses. And he's like, damn it. <laughs> I had to like, go, like, f- walk like four miles to go pick up his little shield claw thing. That's that's good stuff. Yeah. I mean, we're asking... The, the important thing is that we're asking the important questions here. <laughs> the hard-hitting questions. The hard-hitting exactly. questions. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Duo, like blows up a bunch of cancers and pisces and possibly some of those other unidentified well mobile whatever they whatever off. they were because they <laughs> off the ship. you know they made it such a point of zex and his subordinate calling pisces and cancer not like oh take a pisces or a cancer again are you getting hung up on the same <laughs> first name basis thing like leo in the last episode so what are those other mobile suits i know you're aware of this brendan you can't pretend to deny it <laughs> you mean the one that got pushed off the uh ship yes yeah i have no idea. it was like turquoise i think as well um yeah i have no idea it looked like i mean i thought it was a pisces or a cancer i still don't really know if i can tell the difference between the two <laughs> um <laughs> So move, moving on, um, <laughs> moving on, we get a we go back to Raluna's birthday party. She's she makes a grand entrance to her birthday party, and um, all her friends are clapping and you know saying how how nice she looks, etc. Uh, but then we see her dad, Vice Foreign Minister Dorland. Yes. <laughs> Want to make sure I got that right? <clears throat> um, <laughs> having to make a early exit due to. Um, due to his work and i guess he was just casually carrying around some top secret photos <laughs> of um gundams entering uh the atmosphere uh again i guess not very well disguised considering he has aerial photography uh photographic evidence of right of all their entries <laughs> um and at the same time we hear a radio announcement about um discrediting the uh operation m essentially saying that oh what what we thought might have been a uh might have been a ships entering the atmosphere uh no it wasn't so don't right worry about that classic uh big government trying to trying to cover up the truth from the masses just saying mm-hmm. so i i've got to say i had forgotten that um there even was a Relina mother character. I was like, oh, um, I forgot all about her. Um, anyway, so I'm just mentioning that. But also I would say the by far my pick for um, 
quote of the episode, at, at, um, excluding, you know, grunting noises, because there's some good ones, is um, Berlina saying, I've never been so happy and delighted in a complete <laughs> monotone, emotionless voice. <laughs> um yeah she cannot be she cannot be a worst actor i'm not saying the voice actor but the relina as a character could could not be any worse at at trying to not convey um or (laughs) trying to yeah trying to fake her way through being excited and enjoying that that extravagant birthday party yes yes it's it's true um and also uh she's pretty i would say like yeah her at this point she as a character is uh i would say flawed with her huge obsession with this person who wants to um who has said he wants to kill her and she you know clearly you know took that somewhat seriously, but she hasn't reported this to anybody. Or like her butler, she's like, nah, nothing, don't worry about it. I mean, she it's she's clearly like infatuated with this um, character, hero, who at this point has just been basically terrible. Yeah, I definitely have notes further on in my in my spreadsheet that just says uh, Relina is problematic. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I guess we'll get to that. <laughs> get to that later that's wow so so there's also a a quote in here that i had never (laughs) caught the first like two or i've probably seen this this episode too so i've probably seen this episode Uh, i hope it's the one i'm thinking five or six times at least um yeah but yeah like from all the times i've tried to restart watching it or just seeing it as a kid um but i never caught or never made the reference when relina says like says something about like uh like referring to hero, like, oh, is he a little prince or is he the little prince? <laughs> and so, I, I, like that, never, I, I either never caught what she said or never made that. I, I assume it's a reference to the children's book. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're not. I guess who yeah. knows? <laughs> Maybe princes just come from space. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Right? I mean, I haven't. I don't really. Can you tell me a little bit about the Little Prince? <laughs> Why am I going to the Little Prince podcast? No, no. Right, yeah, fuck you. It's like, can you tell me a little bit about Like, first of all, you're just assuming that I know about it. Screw you. I'm not going, not doing this. I'm not biting, Brendan. I'm not taking your bait for this tangent. So, so then we get into a kind of like a where are they now montage of the remaining three uh gundam pilots um, right well it, i think they show them in order they're usually kind of in numerical order right because i don't know if it's been you know mentioned yet but there is sort of like you know a numerical um naming system to the gundams and their pilots sort of <laughs> i that's true but i never made that connection that they're introduced in numerical order that's a good point though yeah Mm. but pretty much whenever they do a montage of them or at least in these first couple episodes it always goes uh hero then duo then 
uh, Troa, Catra, and Wu Fei. All right. Oh my God. That this. So yeah, my favorite of the little montage of like, hey, there's other pilots and mobile suits and Gundams. Um, is just Catra sitting, kind of laying face down in his little tent, like peering out. He has his own like personal bodyguards and like army and servants. And he's just like staring at flamingos on his Gundam and like just kind of ruminating about how beautiful the earth is. And that Gundam is in the most relaxed, relaxed looking <laughs> pose ever. I'm pretty sure right. like it's like the hand is like on its hip, just like lounging yeah, outside right. <laughs> covered in flamingos. <laughs> That's definitely like a, Sort of like a draw me like one of your French girls uh, Gundam pose. <laughs> really, really is. It's, you had to think, did he park it like that? It's just like, you know, <laughs> the Gundam is not a robot. It doesn't have a mind of its own. Like it didn't like settle itself down by that flamingo pond in that position. Like Gatra was like, I'm not just going to park it just standing, but I'm going to like just sort of relax. And then before that, we see... I just want to point out uh, Troa with his introduction, or not introduction, but um, oh, yeah. you see him getting his circus job. Um, the only thing on his resume, I guess, is being a animal empath, maybe. Right. Just having having some Doctor Doolittle skills and sticking his hand in that lion cage and just well, immediately calming down the paper. lion, which I guess yeah qualifies you to obviously... be a circus performer. Yeah, he has some like quote about beasts only bear their fangs at enemies. They're true to their feelings. Always got to have the you know sort of deep philosophical quotes about um, you know human nature and peace and beasts and whatever. <sighs> Jesus. And of course, there's like the very most briefest interest of like you know because um, all female characters in this series basically are. Um, you know, their, their prime identifying characteristic at this point seems to be their infatuation with like a badass, quiet dude, mysterious guy. So of course, like Troa now has his own little, like, um, you know, sort of girl eyeballing him. And I'm going to cut this out <laughs> probably, but other than Relina. <laughs> That's a good sign. I would hope, uh, I would hope that you would put in the quote where at least where, um, uh, Relina, um, hears from blonde guy, uh, about his sighting of Hero on the highway. Did you see Hero? Yeah, along the coastal road. But the funny thing is, he was driving an ambulance. Must have been someone else. An ambulance? That's him, all right. To be fair, the last time she saw him, he punched out those paramedics and stole an ambulance. So maybe she's just assuming that he's been using that ambulance as his primary means of transportation ever since. He's like, wait, he was driving an ambulance? She stole an ambulance a couple days ago. That must be him. <laughs> just been hanging out and driving in that ambulance ever since. <sighs> So yeah, so getting back to that to that uh that scene too, I also have written down about the extreme. What were your thoughts about the extremely? In my, so, so in my mind, we see the um the cancer and the Pisces, uh, transforming in order to fight uh fight duo, and right. I don't know. I found those transformations extremely awkward. Like, 
not the transformation themselves, but what that mobile suit looks like when it's in uh, like humanoid mode. I, I think there's a reason. I'm pretty sure we don't really see that very often throughout the rest of the series. <laughs> because it's like the derpiest looking mobile suit ever. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I, think, I think you're talking... I mean, the Pisces... Yeah, they, they neither of them looks too um, elegant. Because, like, the Pisces... Um, arguably, compared to the Cancer, at least it sort of has legs, question mark, or, like, leg-ish. Whereas, like, the Cancer is just sort of this clawed thing. It's like a clawed little, like, torso <laughs> with no, you know, no legs or anything. Um, but then the Pisces is kind of goofy because it has those big-ass shoulders. I mean, I feel like these mobile suits are right up there with the, uh, that, whatever that little, like, wheelie tank mobile suit we talked about <laughs> last time is. That um, they're, they're definitely, in terms of the number of appearances, are, are right at the bottom of the chart. Except for one fateful episode where oh. they definitely make a comeback, at least. <laughs> Let's not forget that. Nope. And and also, um, uh, this, this brings me to my other major question of this episode. <laughs> we, we see, we see, um... So Duo's, like, after he finds the hero's Gundam, we see the Gundam start to self-destruct. Like, the, it's all lighting, there's, like, sirens and alarms going off. Um, Hero's, like, whole mission <laughs> is to get some missiles because he knows, like, he's going to shoot the missiles and set off the self-destruction of his mobile suit. Right. That's obviously not necessary. <laughs> It's, it's like, about to self-destruct just... on its own until Duo inter- interferes with it. And obviously, Hero does not know Duo's, you know, about to bust in there and deactivate the self-destruct mechanism. So yeah, what exactly is Hero's whole point of this episode? <laughs> I mean, presumably, if Duo hadn't showed up, those um, other guys just, like, being too close to it would have <laughs> caused it to blow up. <laughs> yeah, because it seemed like yeah, because like Duo had like a very like specific knowledge of how to shut the self destruct off because you know, yeah, it's modeled the same same way after his, um, which also the... <laughs> gets me to, I don't, do we ever see this scythe like transform like that ever again? Well, we're gonna find out because we're watching. The whole I guess I guess we will. That's a good question. <laughs> because because yeah, his he scythe definitely... goes into spear mode. Yeah, it's kind of like or like mini spear mode. I would say specifically. Oh yeah, it's definitely it's like, yeah, it's, it's kind of small. It's kind of stubby. stubby. Almost, almost. Although it was like you know, designed specifically for poking the self detonation <laughs> device of another Gundam. <laughs> James James Bond style, I guess. It's kind of like yeah, it was clearly yeah, not a very precise job because even even in its small form, you have to assume that that little laser spear is at least a good like twenty feet long. <laughs> And you would think that, like, disarming a self-detonation device would be a little more, you know, precise than that. Just kind of, like, just kind of jabbing it. So, somehow Verlina gets her way onto this military base. I'm not exactly sure how she makes her way there. But, um, yeah, here is setting up the whole missiles and is about to, you know, launch them at the at the Gundams. Or his Gundam at that point, I guess. And, well, obviously, uh, uh, obviously, uh, Brendan, she just followed the ambulance tracks. <laughs> <laughs> obviously. And then just like, yeah, 
flashes her uh, her she probably flashed her ID. They saw it was her birthday, and they're like, "Okay, yes, miss, you can go on, go on to this uh, <laughs> secure right. military facility." All right. Um. Yep. Yeah. So so she's like, "Oh, hero!" Like, like talks to him for about like a minute, and then he, he turns around, <laughs> says Relina in a really confused sounding voice, as if he just like realized who it was talking to him, and. Uh, pulls out his gun and is basically about oh to God. kill her <laughs> at that point. This and I love this next moment. I love it so much. It just the I hope you're gonna play the sound effect and you should. But the uh, really you have to like see this scene to truly appreciate it. <laughs> but we transition to this like slow motion, sort of like from the perspective or just behind, kind of this camera sort of following a bullet in slow motion as it like approaches and impacts on hero's arm but like the best is that he like <laughs> he, he sees it and is able to like turn his head and look at the approaching bullet and have a pretty like prolonged like three second like <laughs> he sees it coming at him but yet cannot get out of the way and the bullet hits him in the shoulder like, I mean, I'm pretty those, sure like, it's so good. I'm, I'm pretty sure he used the same muscles as he used to uh, jump that horse uh, thirty feet high. <laughs> it's pretty obvious to anyone that you're the bad guy here. Yes. <laughs> Which is, I mean, yeah, like that's a very pretty true statement, duo. But and, and this is this is where I have the whole Relina's character is problematic in my notes. Oh my god! Yes. Yes yeah so she she essentially uh starts yelling at duo and is trying like tears off part of her, part of her dress i think to try to yes. bandage some his wounds and he's trying to defend him like why, why would you sh- like stop shooting him um right despite the fact he was <laughs> like is... literally like a second away from shooting her in the face <laughs> mind you <laughs> <laughs> It's about to shoot her in the face. <laughs> um, and mind you, the bandaging is done in a montage. <laughs> Artsy montage. Again, uh, animation frames that could have been used for one more Leo death, but no. <laughs> Just one more Leo death. Uh, um, yeah, so... So during that during that whole uh, distraction of Reluna um, yes. defending Hero, he, despite his kneecapped, uh, <laughs> despite being shot through the kneecap and in the arm, he manages to you know, like you know this might answer how he jumped through that window because he jumps about fifteen feet up on top of those missiles <laughs> just from the ground, yes. um, and flings himself, yeah. Yeah, and he he uh, yeah. Doctor Strange loves it. Um, setting setting those missiles off towards the Gundams, and <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, Slim Pickens, that's awesome. Well done, Brandon. So he he's he's riding the missiles and only makes it about I don't know, like twenty yards or something, and then flings backwards and slow motion in the air as he's falling into the water. Says mission complete. 
All right, wait, 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 wait. Before you play it, before you play it, I'm gonna let's each give our best rendition of it and then see who got closer because I'm I think I'm gonna nail this one. Okay. You do you go first, Brendan. If I remember correctly, it's something like Mission complete. I would just the only real amendment I would do with like the longer pause where he's like mission mission complete. But there is no there is no pause from the end of complete into the run. Um. So yeah, yeah. What what an ass like. Yeah, it's the first of terrible. It's not mission complete at all. Yes, I this. I know, I know, right? And this is like, he is so anxious to um, destroy his mobile suit and uh, um, and himself. Like, you would almost think that, like, is this, is, is this, like, mission just to blow up the mobile suit? He hasn't accomplished anything with the mobile suit yet. He's like, destroyed, like, two Ares and got, like, you know, uh, like, tackled by a Leo. And that's... There's no way that that is gonna like save the colonies from the oppressive Earth Sphere <laughs> Alliance. Like, and, he, and from this point on, his mission is just to destroy, um, the uh, the Gundam. I mean, earlier on, he's like, he says something in the episode, like he's like, um, uh, he's like, he, he's very, I don't know, he's very into getting this Gundam destroyed, and we'll find that this is the first of first of many dramatic slow motion hero trying to destroy himself and his Gundam moments. All I wish is that instead of mission complete, he said mission accomplished just so I could insert yeah. some George W. Bush. Uh, yeah. I, that's all <laughs> we're asking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's you essentially the same thing is like he can, he accomplished his mission pretty much. <laughs> it's about, it's on par. Yeah. It's like it, we're on, we're on episode two of 49, just like, <laughs> Back in 2003 or whatever. And and this also... So after he, like, sends his, uh, sends his missiles at the Gundams, we, we definitely hear a prolonged uh, duo scream, which is uh, <laughs> yes. pretty good. And also, yeah. um, duo's like, oh, he, he, kn- he knows uh, the Gundanium impact tolerance. He must be the pilot. Like, does he know the right. impact tolerance? Did he just fire... Or was he just some random person who fired some pretty large missiles at the Gundam? Like, assuming <laughs> those are big enough to destroy it. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't think it took very, like, precise measurements of uh, well, yeah. the size of those missiles or anything. That's a good point. And also, odds are at this point, just about every other character we've met knows the impact tolerance of a Gundam. <laughs> I'm sure... Vice Warren Minister Dorland does, you know, Zax does, and Trey's. So it's like, oh, he knows this. It's like, to your whole secret mission. Is... <laughs> oh my goodness, I, we won't go into that again. But just yeah, yeah, that I mean, and I guess that about that about ends the episode, right? So oh, we see, we just so, uh, we end on a so, sort of a prolonged shot of Hero face down in the water. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess hero. I guess it was mission accomplished. I guess he's uh, he's dead. Can, can we end the podcast? I guess <laughs> podcast over. Right. Pres- presumably, that camera angle is sort of showing us the perspective of Duo and Relina just 
staring down at him, <laughs> perhaps not doing anything for a long pause. Just like, there he is, <laughs> lays down in the water. Uh, well, all right. Well, we've uh, we've come to the end of episode two. Awesome. So, uh, going back to the cliffhanger that we left left everyone at at the beginning. Um, last episode, we mentioned that you can follow us at Fund and Wingcast on Twitter, and uh, since then, we we've also established a Gmail account. Yeah, we have. Um, it's official because we're on Google, so just this is really happening and um we are at fundamwingcast at gmail.com and that's uh there's no periods no symbols no ssj for <laughs> exclamation point exclamation point fundamwingcast xxx X-X-X. broly <laughs> xxx <laughs> lower score uh, lowercase x underscore uppercase x broly uppercase x lower <laughs> underscore lowercase x no we're just simply uh fundamwingcast at gmail.com that's f-u-n-d-a-m-w-i-n-g-c-a-s-t at gmail.com so please do send us an email um it can be anything just uh what's up uh, keep up the good work uh please for the love of god stop what you're doing um <laughs> or just about anything just uh just hit us up we'd be happy to hear if someone was listening Yep, we still have 47 episodes to go, so get in on the on the ground floor. Get in on the ground floor. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Alright, so, uh, yeah, fund, uh, Twitter, FundamWingCast, or FundamWingCast at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up, and we will see you again for episode three, which is the Five Gundams Confirmed, I believe. I actually remember the title, how about that? Hey, nice. All right, thanks everyone for listening, and we will see you, or hear you, or hear from us. <laughs> God. Yes. All we'll right, be we back. Hopefully. <laughs> That's enough, Mueller. <laughs>